You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hello, we're back. It feels like it's been a lifetime. I know. Spring is in the air, you guys. I can feel it. It's so close. We've had some sunshine. How's your weather been down there? Sunny. Today felt like spring. It was almost 60 degrees. It was beautiful sunshine. And I cannot believe it's almost March again. So it's like another March coming, still in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. TikTok, I don't really get that trend where they're like, in a panini, in a pandemonium, (laughs) in a petunia. I don't get it, but still in my head, every time I think pandemic, I start doing it. It's so (laughs) dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) It's super funny. I Yeah, right now, everything is super entertaining because I'm so bored. (laughs) So So over the panini. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, now that we got that out of the way, (laughs) let's get into our episode. Why don't we just jump off with our highs and lows? Awesome. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Um, Let's see. My high is um, I joined a weight loss program, which is such a big deal. I know. So anyone that knows me, I have been banned from spending money on weight loss anything for the past like 10 years just because I've I've bought like year-long gym memberships and gone five times and like just done I do everything I used to do everything half-ass but I tried out the app Noom which I've seen ads for everywhere and I was like okay what is this and you get um like a free week trial it's amazing it's amazing first of all like luckily I had I have been losing a little bit of weight just I guess from not being hungry because I can't move around very much but um it's on your phone you do like little lessons every day so you spend like 15 minutes on your phone in this app and then you log your food and your activity and it's all um really psychology based which I love I have a degree in psychology so that stuff like I love the nerdy part of it um and so it's like very baby steps and like learning all kinds of stuff every day. And so I like that there's some accountability there. I have a coach and then I also just today got assigned to like a group. So I'm in it for six months. So we'll see how it goes. Apparently at the end of the six months, I should be at my target weight. So we'll see how that goes because right now not much has moved, but I'm still like kind of in the learning phase. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Ooh, please. Yeah, I know. I signed I need to do, I need to do the like before pictures and, and measurements and all of that. But um, yeah, the fact that I like was really into it and then I discussed it with my husband, like told him about it. He's like, okay, yeah, if you think that's going to work for you, go ahead. I was like, what? I was like ready with a presentation. I got to put away my PowerPoint. <laughs> so, yeah, so hopefully it, um, it were, I mean, yeah, I'm already making like big life changes that are like simple, but um, yeah. should work. That's good. Thank you. Amazing. Congratulations. Let's see. My low um, is going to have to be my puking kid. So Michael has like, I I think he's just like gets really anxious about going to school every day um, because he'll be completely fine. 
And then you like mention going to school to him and he's like, oh, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. And then I'm like, okay, like you're fine. You still have to go. But then he's puked at school now twice and he puked at home once. And like, but I know that it's not from anything. Like I, yeah. I can talk to him about it and like see it going on in his little brain. So I'm just worried because I don't want that to be like an everyday thing. And if you puke at school, you can't go back for two days. And like he's just missing so much school. Yeah. So I need to call our like family doctor and talk to her about it and see like if there's any tips or anything. I think we're going to um, try to just like skip breakfast at home because they do feed the kids breakfast at school too, free school breakfasts and lunches. And so once he's there and he's like relaxed, he can eat because he hasn't yeah. been eating very much anyways. And he gets to bring like a stuffed animal to school now. Like his teacher and us are on the same page, which is good um, to try to make him comfortable. But yeah, it's just, it's just sad and concerning for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I wonder if he would be having the same anxiety if he didn't start school during the pandemic or how much that has, you know, taken yeah. into it because it's just like, we're going to start seeing the effect that this is having on our kids. And mm-hmm. that could definitely be part of it, you know, because yeah. school is scary to go to anyway, mm-hmm. but now it's, you know, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. He just mentions like that it's a really long day and then he has to go to school two days a week that his sister doesn't. So mm-hmm. he's like missing out on stuff at home, he thinks. I mean, we just don't do much, but um, yeah. yeah, so hopefully we figure it out and get him feeling better. As he gets used to it, it's still so new. Once he like yeah. starts getting into the swing of everything, I'm sure that it will stop, but yeah, I'm sorry. Hopefully. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, okay. Sorry. This this always happens, I feel. I okay, I'm going to go to my high now. <laughs> but uh, that's the nature of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, My high and low is the same thing, kind of. So it's going to be Clubhouse. So you guys have heard me talk about it on here before, but something like... I, epic would be an understatement. My life has literally been made. I, I, everything has been put into perfect perspective because of this moment. I'm like, sadly, not kidding. I talked to my idol on stage on Clubhouse. Now, let me just lower your expectations for a minute. My idol is. I mean, she's amazing, but she's not like an A-list celebrity or anything, right? She just is somebody from reality TV that I've been obsessed with since she made her debut. I have continued to follow her throughout the years. We've been through breakups together. (laughs) She was through a breakup, but I was there for her. (laughs) I went to, I've listened to her podcast every single week for years, maybe four three, four years now. I've seen her podcast live. I I just love everything about her and what she stands for. And she is Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelor. She was The Bachelorette. Her podcast is Off the Vine. And she joined Clubhouse. And I got on stage and got to talk with her. And it was amazing. And we had a conversation. And I just like have never fangirled so hard in my life. So I just, that's the amazing thing about Clubhouse is the connections you can make on there. And it's different than like, oh, she replied to my Instagram story or something like that, because we mm-hmm. actually got to like chat back and forth about a topic together. 
Yeah. The topic that we talked about, I'm going to save that for another podcast. <laughs> pretty embarrassing. She has a segment on her show where she has people share confessions and I talked about something pretty embarrassing. So there's that. Um, my low is also Clubhouse and another one of my favorite kind of celebrity people out there that I connected with and it's Jade from the Bachelor franchise as well and I just put myself out there and I asked Jade if she would ever be interested on coming on our podcast or if there was an opportunity for us to go on her podcast and she actually found my Instagram from that room she didn't respond during the clubhouse room and she dm'd me and told me that she would love to do a podcast swap with us, which I called Nikki right after, like, part was, I was dying. This was, be- this was before I talked to Caitlin. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I talked to Jade. This is amazing. Anyway, I responded right away, let her know, okay, let's get it in the works. Like, we'd be happy to do it. I have not heard back, and it's been a couple weeks. And I'm just confused as to why she would have wrote that. I know she's really busy, so... It's a low because I feel bummed out. I got really excited because that would have been just a huge opportunity for our show. And just to be able to talk with two other amazing moms who have an awesome podcast I really believe in would have been great. So I just am kind of bummed out that I don't think it's going to happen. And we might have got lost in the shuffle of her busy life. So kind of a bummer, but still really exciting that she even DM'd me. So yeah (laughs) yeah you guys like i don't know if you can even hear through the podcast how exciting this was like megan called me freaking out i don't watch the shows so i don't know them but i like know who they are through megan so huge (laughs) yeah huge life-changing experience for you and i'm so happy (laughs) thank you and who knows we'll see how we'll see how things work out maybe you know maybe she's just busy and well, she'll be like, oh, I forgot about that boss lady thing. I better reach out to them and get them on the books. Yeah, yeah exactly. She has three yeah. kids and, you know, they're so busy. But, yeah, I just I got so excited and then I got so bummed out because I'm like, dang it, it's not going to happen. Like, I, you know, when you, like, touch your dream and then it slips away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. either way. So, basically, all, all of that to say Clubhouse is literally changing my life. <laughs> I just had... Um, three people sign up for my program that I met on Clubhouse. So we'll save that combo for another day. But Clubhouse is changing my life. So for better or worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. I'm excited about this episode tonight, today, whenever it is that you're listening. Our guest for this episode is the owner of Dancing Skunks, providing high quality, creative, and safe baby essentials. She is a former army nurse, mama four, and a self-proclaimed B-team mom, enjoying the beautiful chaos of mom life. Please welcome Stefana to the show right after this break. Hey boss lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. We've rolled out a new segment where we will be highlighting boss ladies in our community by running an ad for your business. KP Metalworks is a woman and mom owned welding and metal fabrication company based in Bellingham, Washington. With 25 years of experience in structural and artistic welding, KP Metalworks will bring your custom metal project to life with integrity, durability, and individuality. 
Check them out at kpmetalworks.com or on social media at kpmetalworks. If you're interested in us promoting you on our show, send us an email and let's get bossy. Hi, Stefano. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you on the show tonight. We're excited to talk to you about finding our confidence, to do what we love. Um, but before we get started in all of that, why don't you go ahead and tell your, our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. So I am a former army nurse turned stay-at-home mom, and that is kind of what drives me and who I am. Um, I love helping people. I love um, doing things safely. <laughs> um, and I love doing things um, that are about my kiddos. Um, I was a nurse for five years. And um, then when my, I had my oldest, I decided to transition to stay home with him. And um, as a family, we love doing things outside, um, love outdoor adventures, dance parties. Um, and I personally love reading, sewing, um, crafty, creative things. Ooh, you and Mickey have so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic, finding confidence and doing what you love. And we're going to have you tell everybody about your business a little bit, but I just wanted to give you a little shout out because we work together on the brand new strategy and it's been so exciting to watch you kind of step even further into your confidence and just watch your business evolve and you know you really showcase who you are through your business and I've just really enjoyed seeing that unfold before my eyes and so I'm just excited to have you here and chat with you more and I'd like for you to tell everybody a little bit about your business and just what you have to offer and some of the struggles that might have held you back from starting your business sooner? So um, my business kind of came about from um, my experience as a mom. Um, when my oldest son uh, was a baby, we had just moved from the South to New England and were kind of smacked in the face with the cold winter. We weren't quite used to that, especially with a baby. And um, I was trying to find products that worked well for us. And I couldn't find something that would keep him safe and warm in his car seat. And he hated his car seat. So he would scream his head off. And so I'd have to get him out as quickly as I could when we got where we were going. So I needed something that would be safely bundling him in his car seat, as well as transitioning him out. And a blanket just wouldn't do because he'd kick it off. And so I invented a product, the Kakuna. And, um, from there, it just kind of got me thinking about other products that I used for him and that didn't work as well as I needed them to. So I started improving upon those and, um, that's kind of how my business has started. I just got a lot of moms asking me where I'd get these products. And I was like, Oh, I'd make these, I make these. And people would ask me to make them for them or if I would sell them. And so that's kind of where my business grew out of was wanting to share my solutions with other parents to help save them the same stresses that I was having. So that's, that's the best way for a business to start to really know 
kind of what people need from your own experiences and then solve that problem. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, my biggest struggles with it and things that had held me back in the beginning were um, like, I just loved creating and I didn't realize in the baby item industry, how many regulations and compliance things that you need to um, be up to date with. And once I learned that, I kind of just froze because it was so overwhelming to see all of these things <laughs> that I needed to do on the back end where I'm like, I'm just a creative person. I just want to make these things and help people. Um, and I kind of froze, honestly, like my anxiety got the better of me that I didn't want to do it wrong. Um, I wanted to make sure my products were safe for other babies um, and my own. Um, and so that really held me back for a while because I was just kind of I felt like I was drowning in the sea of compliance because there's so much out there to know and, and learn. So it, it really held me back a bit. How did you, with all of that behind the scenes stuff, how, how were you able to kind of step through that and move forward? Because you, you know, you're still feeling that you're that creative person, that those struggles were probably still there. What was kind of the reasoning to, or the help I guess the help that was able to make you what changed is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, well, at the time that I had started the business, um, I had my new baby and I um, was working full time initially. And then I kind of cut back on that. And I was also going to school full time to get my master's degree. And so I just felt like that was just, it was too much. And so once um, I was done with my degree and I could more focus on that part of my business that I could, <laughs> I had more time to research, um, in that area. And I found a group that really helped me, um, focus in because there's just so much information out there. Um, they really helped me focus on what I needed to focus on and let all of the other noise fall by the wayside and that helped so much knowing that I could go to experts and find and I found the experts and that really helped yeah I I can't imagine how overwhelming that must have been because even I just remember being a new mom and like shopping for all that baby stuff is so overwhelming and there's like certain kind of cribs you can't buy and so car seats have expiration dates like I never would have known any of that stuff so then to go into creating things and having to go by those guidelines that's like that would be overwhelming I'm I'm sure I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah it it was um but I mean I I'm a kind of person that I think there are rules for a reason mm -hmm. and in this case I think there are very good reasons because there are products um that people prefer because they are safer mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I was um having those kind of products for not only for my babies, but for others as well. And I figured if I'm going to buy those kind of products, I should be making them. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that so much. So yeah, that's kind of a big hurdle for you to overcome. I mean, going through and making sure that you're meeting all these standards. How did you know that what you were doing was the right thing? That's, that's a kind of a, can be a looming mountain of work to take on to trying to meet those things what made you stick with it and feel like you know this is this is what I should be doing I 
just, I wanted to make sure I had the safest products that I could possibly be making. And um, I didn't want my anxiety about how much work that would be. I didn't want to let that overwhelm me. And so um, I just, sometimes you have to know what your limitations are. And I knew that was mine. And so I found an expert to help me. And um, I got her books and I talked to the right people to make sure that um, even though I'm doing it, I have somebody checking to make sure that it's correct. So I, you got to know, I think that was my biggest takeaway from this was knowing my limitation mm-hmm. and I found it and I found a way to work through that. So. I think a lot of us don't know those limitations, you know, and, and it can be what you're talking about, how things get so overwhelming and there's so much anxiety and then people end up never doing what they're so passionate about because there's so many obstacles holding them back that they don't feel confident stepping through. I love that idea of knowing your limitations. But as you're moving forward in your business, you know, as business owners, that anxiety of doing something wrong kind of never goes away. So what have you learned from your experience at the beginning and what was kind of holding you back that you've carried through whenever you start to feel anxiety of doing something wrong in your business? Um, I really try to take a deep breath and put it, break it down into um, smaller tasks. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what do I need to focus on first? And the most crucial, critical things and go kind of go from there. Like I make a list and (laughs) just focus on one thing at a time and um, try to give myself deadlines so that it doesn't seem like, oh my gosh, this is this huge mountain of work and it's going to take me forever. I know how long it should take me because I have my goals and I know what I need to do first and next and what can wait. So that has helped me so much. That's, yeah, that's really a helpful way to look at things. And that kind of goes back into knowing your limitations and knowing yourself and really, you know, getting clear with what your priorities are, what's most important. I, I love that, that you do that. I think that's really helpful. So how did you discover that you were battling with a lack of confidence? And what ways have you found to overcome this and step into your confidence? We're here to talk about, you know, getting the confidence to st- take that step to do what we love. Um. I discovered that it was a lack of confidence when I realized that I could do it. It wasn't that I, it, it was, I didn't know, have the technical know-how, but um, the confidence part was really what held me back from figuring out the technical part. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I realized like, hey, it's, I can do this. It's not that bad. Um, that's when I realized like, I need to step up my confidence in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because, you know, you know that your products are good and you know that they're high quality and you know that what you have is something really special to offer. And so that fear can really get in the way of that. And I just, I, if you could pinpoint one moment that you could share with other people who might be afraid to start something, because they're not feeling that confidence or they're feeling really anxious about doing it wrong. If you could pinpoint that moment for you where you were able to make that change that they can maybe watch for in their own lives, I think that might be something really helpful that people could take away right now from this podcast. 
Um, I think the moment, um, my like aha moment about it was um, when I realized that I had my first product completely compliant. I was like, I did this. Um, I know it's great. And now I can get it out there to parents. Um, and yeah, it was the moment I realized that I had done it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like, you have to go through it and you kind of have to, um, feel like you're, you know, walking on, on eggshells a little bit and not quite sure. And you just have to keep going like that. That was my thing is I, I, it took me a long time, <laughs> but I kept going because I knew, um, like you said, I know I have products that are, that can help parents. And, um, that was always my driving force. Um, I just knew I needed to get through the, the, I guess, yeah, the lack of confidence and, um, just keep pushing forward no matter how long it took. What do you think about the term fake it till you make it? I guess, um, fake it till you make it definitely has like a time and place maybe. Um, but I think if you have the genuine feeling inside that your product or business or service um, will do good and help other people, then I don't know that you're necessarily faking it. You might not have the confidence on the path that you're going, but if you know inside that you have something, then it's not really faking it. It's just, um, I guess, more so taking your time <laughs> to make sure that you're you're getting there right. Um, and just trying to project the genuine um, confidence that you have in yourself that it's harder to project, I guess. So it's not really fake. It's just <laughs> um, just harder to project than anything. I love that that outlook on it because, you know, fake it till you make it is one of those things that we hear so often. But then especially, you know, with what I teach, trying to really build something that's so true to who you are, you shouldn't fake it at all, right? But in the same token with the confidence thing, it's so hard for us until we have quote unquote made it to show up and be confident and attract people to us to really believe in us when we're just getting starting started out and we are so shaky with putting ourselves out there and it can feel really uncomfortable so i really like how you worded that and i do agree with you that you know you really have to step into that confidence that's hiding somewhere down there and act as if your product is already making millions of dollars, if you're already selling to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And even if you only have two customers, putting yourself out there and presenting yourself in a way that you, you will provide the value as if you had 10, hundred thousand customers or whatever, <laughs> even if you only have two and people don't necessarily need to know that because your confidence is making them feel so secure in the value that is truly there of what you have to offer. So I, I think that's such like a, what are, what are the, oh my gosh, what are the kids calling it these days? A hot take. Is that yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. That just very naturally came out of my mouth. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. When I hear fake it till you make it, I always think, I, I think of it more as like, um, 
really personal confidence kind of thing. So if you're going to those like business meetings back when we were allowed to do that or doing a presentation or even just like showing up on social media, like even if you're kind of like shy and introverted, maybe not hundred percent confident in, in what you're doing or not even necessarily confidence, but I would say just that like extrovert part that not all of us have just being able to, okay, slap a smile on and I'm going to just talk and, you know, pretend that I'm not terrified of doing a Facebook live right now or whatever it is just to kind of get through it. And I feel like in that way, kind of faking it does help you make it because then that just like breaks you out of your comfort zone a little bit. It kind of like takes off those training wheels and it just puts you out there. And then it, you get more comfortable the more often that you do that. So that's what I always think of when I hear like fake it till you make it. Definitely not fake it till you make it with like your safety requirement, <laughs> product quality, that kind of thing, but more of like a personal way to help build your own confidence and comfort. For sure. But I think if you're, if you have that confidence deep down, it's probably, it's genuine. It's like the delivery might be yeah. the, the fake it part, <laughs> but as long as you have that genuine confidence um, deep down, I think that's, that's the most important it's kind of that mindset shift of just really digging into yourself and finding, I mean, you created something because you felt enough conviction in the value that that was going to provide, whether it's a physical product or a service, you had the confidence to put that together and to make that thing. And so if you really didn't think that it was going to help somebody, you probably would have never made that thing. So I, I like the idea of tapping into that confidence and making yourself feel uncomfortable because as we know, the more uncomfortable we are, the more that we grow. And as Mickey said, the more you put yourself out there and do it, the easier it becomes. And there will be a time where you aren't having to fake it anymore. You truly are that person who feels super confident, but maybe nobody really noticed because you were able to show up as that confident person from the beginning. I, I like all, all the things you guys are saying. I just feel that very strongly right now because I'm really shy. And when I put myself out there, you know, for speaking engagements or even my classes that I'm doing, I, you know, I, it takes like some hyping up before I get in front of the camera, but yeah. you know, I try to use that confidence of, you know, this is, I created this, I believe in this. So let me show that in how I present myself, the belief I have in what I've created. And then, you know, with speaking of mindset, all of this talk of confidence and, and stepping into our passions has a lot to do with our mind our mindset. So I'm wondering if you think that a mindset shift and growing your confidence actually then played a major role into the foundation of your business. Like if you could see that mindset shift happening in the foundation of your business and then what has been the biggest area of growth for you since you've made that shift? For sure. I definitely think that the mindset shift that I experienced helped me in my business because then I felt totally confident in my products because I, when I had to stop to make sure I was compliant with everything, um, I lost a lot of momentum and that really kind of messed with me, um, like emotionally and mentally on my um, business path. So I think once I finally got everything aligned, then I was like, 
I knew my products were great and I knew my products were safe, but like now I can show that my products are safe. It's more than just me saying it. And so that really helped me with my confidence um, in, in, you know, marketing my, my products. So that definitely has helped and helped me grow. Um, I know Megan, I mentioned in the brandy strategy, um, that marketing was not really my strong suit. Um, it never has been personally or professionally. Um, so having that extra confidence in knowing that I can show you that my products are great, um, and safe that really help me grow in my marketing, especially. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, sets you apart from so many other people who might be doing something similar. They, you know, they might have felt like, well, I know it's safe and, you know, people will just take my word for, for it. But to be able to really know that you can back up what you're doing on that level is, is really awesome. I feel like that would be a major confidence booster. Would you say, like what has been your biggest area of growth? So with your marketing, you know, and just kind of having that to back it up, what other areas would you say you've grown the most in your business? Um, definitely with um, getting more confidence in showing me in, in my brand and in my business has been um, a huge area of growth. Um, I am probably like the least tech savvy millennial there is. And like, I wasn't on Instagram before I was for my business and I don't, didn't really know how to use Facebook in any way besides sharing pictures of my kids. Um, and so um, being able to share me out there in the world, um, because so much of me and my story and my family is part of this, um, journey in my business. So, um, that I think has been the biggest area of growth is just getting, getting us all out there. Love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're obviously very big fans of, you know, keeping it really authentic to who you are and showing yourself through your brand. But I feel like, especially when you're a mom and you have products for babies, like that just goes hand in hand. That's awesome to be able to, I mean, it's such a natural combination of the two. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what advice could you offer to someone who has an idea or is maybe just starting out, but they're kind of battling with that anxiety and that fear of succeeding? My first piece of advice would be to define what success is for you um, and figure out small ways, small goals to get there. Um, what your first step for success would be. Is it launching your business? Is it getting a certain number of clients or customers? Um, and then take it in small chunks because it's so much easier to digest if you just break it down and find the confidence within yourself that sparked the idea in the first place. Um, and really try to fuel that confidence and just know that what you want to do and what you're doing is going to help somebody and go from there. 
because if you can help just one person, that'd be a success. So definitely just try to um, break it down and know that you've got this. Oh, I love that so much. I, I just feel like so many people forget that and that's why they don't succeed because it's just so overwhelming. It's just so overwhelming and there's so many obstacles that come along the way. And, you know, seeing this big picture and being so excited about a big picture and, and as you go on, it starts to feel further and further away. And then you start to forget why you even started in the first place. And that confidence just, you know, slowly drains out of you and the end goal gets further and further away. And next thing you know, you don't do the thing. And I just see that happen so often. I think the way that you just put that was such a great, perfect reminder for us to remember our why and to just take it slow. There's no rush. It's not a race. Helping one person at a time is helping somebody and you're going to make it to that finish line eventually on your own time. It's more important to do it than to do it fast. You know, I, I love, I love that reminder and I, I want to like write that down and post it up on my wall so I don't forget <laughs> it myself because it's so hard. <laughs> It is. It is. And I mean, I think we all, when things get tough, you know, I think that fear does definitely creep back in. And um, honestly, on bad weeks or months of sales, I, you know, it's hard to keep up your confidence in those times. And so I just try to take a step back and look at what I have done and the parents I have helped with my products. And I just am grateful for that. And then I figure out, okay, take a deep breath. What do I need to do to get to my next goal? And, you know, sometimes I forget to block out my goals too. Um, and that's when I really do get overwhelmed. But then you just take a deep breath and you start over and say, okay, now what's my next step? I love that so much. So what, what is your next step? Where do you see business in the future? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, well, hopefully I see my business growing um, <laughs> quite a bit. I um, Right now, I do it all. I am a one-woman show. I make all the products personally. I do all my marketing um, websites and all that stuff. Um, so hopefully in the future, I can grow a little bit more to have people I, that I can hire that are experts in their, their areas. Um, <laughs> that's my next goal is to get a little bit bigger so that I can have, be able to hire on people to help me um, in areas that I know I'm not um, the best at. And so then I can focus on what I would like to do the most. So. I love that. Oh, that's great. Um, okay. So we are going to ask you our final question. Um, if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would it be? Um, so I have always really focused on my kids and my family, and that has been amazing, but it's also really hard <laughs> to be a boss lady um, when I allowed my kids to um, interrupt whenever um, and I couldn't focus on that. And honestly, Megan's course, she helped me time block. And that has been a game 
changer. (laughs) I feel so much more focused when I'm with my kids and we get so much more quality time. I'm not, you know, trying to think of things that I need to be doing for my business. And if I do, then I can just jot them down real quick. Um, But I get to be fully present with my kids and that has helped so much. And then with my business, I know I have a certain number of hours <laughs> that I have allocated for that day. Um, and I kind of assign them. I, I hadn't been doing that before Megan pointed out that maybe I should. <laughs> I gave them just general titles of what needs to be done during that time. And that has helped so much so that I don't feel lost when I have that time either for my business or for my kids. I know what I want to be doing with them. Um, and that really helps. And then, you know, life does get in the way. And sometimes the baby only wants mama and I am scheduled to be sewing, but then I can hold her as she needs me to. And I can work on, you know, the computer work that I had scheduled for later, but I knew, I know that's what I need to do. So time blocking and making my lists of what I need to be doing has helped me focus. And it's, that has really helped my balance so much. (laughs) I love to hear that so much. Yes. (laughs) Great. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Woo. Makes me happy. (laughs) All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit here and get into our favorite part of the show where we ask you to share one of those embarrassing moments that we've all experienced and a time when you have been a total hot mess. (laughs) I feel like I, that's just my life. (laughs) I don't know that I have a moment. I am a total B team mom. Um, I, you know, give the Olympic effort, but, um, only make the B team. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's all the time. I forget what spirit day it is. And (laughs) I'm constant. My daughter had spirit day on her zooms all last week. And I think we made one. (laughs) Um, yeah so I you know I just I'm constantly all over the place um but yeah I feel like it's kind of my life is a hot mess moment sometimes so yeah that's a common answer yeah I think we're all that's why we have the segment because we're like We've all been there. Let's remind each other that we're all hot messes all the time. And that's okay. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit more about the BT mom? When you mentioned that to me, I just thought that was so, just gold. That's just gold. That's a perfect way to explain it. So can you share? You have an Instagram that's dedicated to that. And can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah. Um, well, it started a couple years ago um, when my oldest was in kindergarten and a friend of mine, her son was also in his class. And I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but we were like the only two parents that were supposed to do something and we didn't do it right. And we're like, oh, total B team moms over here, like <laughs> dropping the ball. <laughs> And that just kind of became our joke. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to own it. Like, I 
I love the show nailed it because that's totally my life. I try these Pinterest things <laughs> and like <laughs> they don't work out um, exactly the way I want them to. Um, I try really hard as a mom, um, to, <laughs> but I just, you know, come up short. I, <laughs> in a lot of ways, um, and I, I'm just embracing it. You know, my kids are taken care of, they're well loved. And, you know, in the end, are they going to remember that perfect cake that mom made? No, because it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I started the B Team Mom Instagram page just as a way for me to, you know, kind of a little bit of therapy. Being on social media so much now for my business, you see all these like perfect feeds and everything. And I know that's never reality. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, that's not even close to my reality. <laughs> like, um, so I just wanted to put it out there so other parents, you know wanted to feel welcomed into that kind of a space or see that it's always a mess. So I don't have a beautiful feed on there. Um, <laughs> it's just as hot mess moments pop up, I, I'll post about them. So <laughs> I love that. I have to say, um, I somehow have managed to mess up cooking macaroni and cheese two times in a row <laughs> once was tonight and my I like hear my husband and daughter out there talking and she's like the noodles are hard I was like how did I mess that up it's like <laughs> boil it for 10 minutes like what even happened here I am yeah I one I feel like we are our our harshest critics for sure the kids are like they're gonna remember that we were there they're not gonna care about the perfect cakes or or whatever but um at least we're trying. <laughs> also, yeah, I'm like super excited to go check that out because I mean, no one's perfect. We don't need to be faking it. You just got to embrace those moments and own it. I love that. Yeah, if you own it, then no one else can like come after you for it. You're like, yep, yep and what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Oh. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy that we had you on our show tonight. I feel like your insight on just the whole idea of confidence and, you know, everything with just being the idea of a BT mom and showing up and putting yourself out there. I really think that what you have to offer is so helpful for our audience. And I think that your products are so, so thoughtful and so amazing that I really just want everyone to buy from you. So. <laughs> Well, me too. Thank you. Yeah. If you're listening to the show and you know somebody who is pregnant or is hosting a baby shower and needs help with a registry, or just if you know somebody who has a baby and could use some amazing, safe, high quality, handmade items, please check out Dancing Skunks. It is an amazing shop and you will be so happy with your products. And I had to just give you that shameless plug because I'm <laughs> so excited for you and your business. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So before we let you go, why don't you tell everyone where, where they can find you, how they can support your business? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, at dancing skunks and, um, I have my website. It's just dancingskunks.com. And so, yeah, you can find me anywhere there. Awesome. 
Well, we will let you go for this one, but thank you so much for coming and sharing and being open with us about your journey and everyone else. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.